being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four-barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four-barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560, The Source. All right, we're back. You're listening to Dennis, I'm hosting, and Steve from Geno's, and um, Les from Ken's and Leslie. Get it no right? relation. No <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to go right to the phones. Uh, we got JR from Denver. How you doing, JR? Hi, hi. I have a couple of questions. Uh, one for your representative from BG. Okay. I have a 2010 4Runner, and I've been using that uh, MOA and the EPR. Now, how often should I use that EPR? Well, it's not going to hurt anything if you, even if you use it every time. They, in fact, they recommend that for a GDI vehicle. Yours isn't a GDI, so it's not really necessary to do it every time. Not going to hurt anything. We'll keep the internals of your engine clean. However, you know, once a year would be adequate to keep it clean. Okay. Once a year or every fourth oil change or third oil change then? Every third Depends on how much you drive. Change. Yeah, but... Okay. Right. MOA, MOA all the time, then, right? At each, uh, MOA, yeah. Oil. You're just you're just adding. Uh, as I, I think I said earlier, the the expensive part of oil is the additive package. So there's specifications right. out there for how much acidity protection there has to be, how much oxidation protection, and most oil makers are going to come to that minimal standpoint, and that's where they're going to stop. Uh, only your real high-end oils are going to try to surpass that, and they're marketing themselves based on that. But to the general public, most oil is oil, and they don't care. They're going to buy the cheapest. Yeah. Right. Okay. How often should I change that oil if I use that MOA? Uh, are you using synthetic or conventional? Yeah, yeah, I'm using synthetic, full synthetic. From Costco, that, that full synthetic they have. So you're going about 5,000 miles on your oil changes? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'm doing five thousand. Can I, I extend that, or should I, is that okay? I, well, I personally, I mean, it's. I think it's better to not extend it. However, uh, the oxidation protection and the MOA is good for up to ten thousand, and that's kind of our parameter for uh, lifetime protection. Uh, when we define it, we need to see a shop receipt that you've had that oil change. That product is billed out on there, and it's done at least every ten thousand miles to maintain lifetime protection so the only problem with that going to 10,000 is the filters yes oh you you use the gold filters but even you know to me i think 5,000 is about where you want to go on that vehicle okay wouldn't you say yeah i i I agree i don't don't want to see it go much longer than i guess the other question i was asking how how many times a year are you changing oil how many miles you do i just change when i get 
I get five thousand. Okay. I don't do I, it. For, I just do okay. my mileage, not uh, time wise. Okay. I'm just curious how how often, how, how many times a year you're having to do it. More yeah. what I was questioning, but yeah. that, I think five thousand is your number. Yeah, and I don't think I would change that even if I did the MOA every time. No, and, and I, 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 would I would just stick keep to that it. going. Yeah. Does it make sense? I the, uh, the ATF, but I use the WS. Okay, I change it. I just drop the pan and put WS, which is the Toyota. What about that additive? Should I put that additive in there for the for the transmission? Oh, the the, the BG the, additive, ATC, yes. ATC, part yeah. number three ten. Yeah, <laughs> I'd put that in. That really helps with the valves um, sliding. The, the there's so many little working in, internal parts, little yeah. valves and and solenoids in in a transmission that that helps that smooth yeah. operation of all that. It does. I think the same general. Oh yeah. oh yeah, it's oh, definitely yeah. compatible. Yeah, I think the same generalities I'm talking about with oil would apply to transmission fluid too. I mean, there's a transmission's getting way specialized now. You know, yeah. you've got your low viscosity fluids and even ultra low viscosity. We're seeing more and more of that, and we actually have those fluids. And I've got some shops that get tired of, uh, you know, Itamitsu and all these other fluids are keeping on their shelves, so they've started stocking ours because of the compatibility. Right. However, but the fact of the matter is, is that that ATC is just put in the additive package. There's a really good seal conditioner in ATC. We see it, we see it sold a lot. Um, I mean, we don't we don't really advertise, and we may sponsor no. something. So uh, you might think about this: How come people are buying this at uh, a parts store? They've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. They've never seen it advertised. It's because it was so. Kins and Leslie came out and did a really great job of marketing this to mechanics, and mechanics have seen how it works and have recommended it yep. so much that the parts stores started carrying it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, because you used to just go into shops. You could only buy it at Absolutely. Shop. You, can only buy, you would only buy it if the shop sold it mm-hmm. to, to the customer, and, and that was the only place you can get it. And then, yeah, you're right. And the, from there on, it's... It's taking its word and it's just going. It's just I would word let of mouth. that sink in. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. the, they started carrying our product. We don't pay for shelf space like no. uh, Lucas or any of those oh, other. Yeah. Uh, you know, and sometimes they have to keep it behind the counter, but it's right. because it's on demand. Yeah. And when a technician <laughs> uses it, you know that's well, well worth its weight in gold. So you have another question? Yeah, I'm sorry. The Gates flush machine. I know your uh, shops use that. Uh, yeah. When, when they flush, I, I seen on on the, on the, the uh, YouTube using that Gates flush machine. Uh-huh. Now, are they putting distilled water in that? Or, I know it has to have distilled water. So, Not that I know of. Uh, did it say that in the in the manual? Uh, well, I th- well, I think fifty fifty. Uh, anything fifty fifty is uh, half distilled water. You, know, well, you mean back job. when we're going back in with the the antifreeze, or when we're using the actual flush? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. After oh. they flush it, out, oh yes, yes. Pulsation, oh. right? Yes. And then they, okay, there's still water left in there, right? All, all debris is gone. It's just water. It's, it's, it's tap water. I'm assuming, right? Yes, yes. you're correct. How do they get that tap water out there? Oh, generally, actually, what's happening is uh, there's a part in the when you're doing that flush that you're you can turn off the water part of it, and you're just using the yeah. air. And so then you're you're kind of air drying the whole thing as best you can. Then I'm sure so there's probably a tiny bit left the in there. Yeah, you're getting right. most of it out with the air. You're just using the air blower part of it. It's generally what I do. It depends on where where it's located and where I'm doing the flush at. But for the most part, it gets you know I'd say ninety percent of it. I'm sure there's yeah. still pockets of 
regular tap water in there. But that's why we use the BG additives. That's additive will help if you follow in with that, with the yes. Super Cool and that other stuff they have. Yeah. And you do you do that at your shop, right? Uh, the the gates flush. Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I do when people request it. It's not an uh, not a common request, to be honest with you. Okay. You know, I, uh, okay. it was right. it was a little it was a little bit more common years ago. Cars seemed to get more plugged up yeah. back then, uh, especially heater cores. Right. So pretty much whenever we're getting a heater okay. core issue, we're using that a lot. Yeah, but we don't see it as much as we used to. Yeah, that was they're that doing was, a better job with the systems and 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 and, uh, and radiators and stuffs are a little better. They they yeah. were I think there have some issues with uh, antifreezes of those days too. Yes, that's getting better. Yeah, so th- there's things that come out in the actual action reaction kind of things. And, and shops have gotten smarter about using the correct uh, coolants. It, yes, instead of uh, you know too. like if we, you came in and did an oil change and we seen that you were a little bit low on coolant, we'd top it off. Well, we don't do that as much as we used to anymore. We, yeah, we'll use what's, what's required, proper, especially. It's supposed to be in well, that vehicle. That yeah. is the red, it's the red one, the Asian, right? The red yeah. Asian. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And a couple yeah. weeks ago, I was doing okay. a, a mini with a blue. So yeah. they all have their colors. Yeah. <laughs> but we've gotten smarter so in the industry okay. about that. So. Yes. Yeah. Enjoy the show. Okay? Thank you. Thank oh, you very much. Thank you. All right. With that, we got three lines open, 303 5,600. <laughs> Stumbling across on that. Um, I was thinking of my next question is, is what are some signs that you need to have the service done that you've been talking about, Steve? The induction service? Yeah. Actually, I can signs? tell, I could tell this morning and for, I'll pull up to a light after uh, I was on 225 and I noticed that my idle kind of just flutters just a tiny bit. And okay. I know that I'm probably getting close. I'm getting just a little bit of crud on one of the valves or and, and and I may not have to do the full induction clean. I'm just probably getting closer on an oil change where I need to get do the EPR, get all that stuff out of there. I'm getting a little bit of crud in there, uh-huh. and come back and do a, a good service, and okay. uh, do an oil change to do the right oil with the MOA and all that. So I I know personally that's when I I notice it. Is that what you see too, Les? Or uh, I mean, symptomatically, yeah. what what we see a lot of times is uh, uh, random misfires uh, or is a well, people will come in with a check engine light, and what the technician discovers is random misfire codes. And uh, I've seen some shops, they're throwing parts at it, and that's how yeah. I, that's how, you know, well, they're thinking, oh, well, it's, it's this one, this one's the thing. most consistent misfire, and they may try a coil on it, and it still doesn't do it, and it's actually carbon causing the misfire. So that's that's how I've sold the tool and those services to a lot of shops has gone in and you know, hey, let me try this and I'm not it's not a repair, it's a maintenance. And yeah. that's the big thing we have to convey to people is that these are maintenances to prevent problems, not maintenances to solve problems. To fix problems, I mean, to, yeah. to repair a problem. You know, it's funny cuz back in the 80s it was really common for the imports to push maintenance. Mm-hmm. Where the G, the domestics was not well we, we didn't drive a car over a hundred thousand you had a hundred thousand on your car you were yeah. selling it yeah you know that was yeah. oh that's a lot of miles yeah now but then we had our cars, average car is one hundred and twenty-five thousand. yeah we had imports that were doing over three hundred thousand yeah. so, <laughs> you know i think because that was, of maintenance i think a lot of that would be marketing though was when they were really trying to come in and take over the american market they wanted to prove that their cars were long lasting and reliable and by maintenancing a car, it will be long-lasting and reliable. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. But now you've noticed, I mean, it's not so much in the last couple of years, but if you know, think back a few years, 
uh, low cost of ownership was, right. <laughs> was the was the tagline on everything and that made people think and they would even do your first few oil changes for you so in your mindset is like oh i don't have to do crap to my car right. you know but that's not true right right paul I want you to hang on we got to take a quick break and you're listening to drive radio on klz 560 for over 38 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the front range. Right now, you can take advantage of Geno's $74.99 four-wheel alignment special. Mention KLZ Radio, and they'll include a free inspection of your suspension. During the winter months, icy roads and potholes can damage your suspension, so it's worth getting it checked out. This month, get a $50 NAPA prepaid Visa gift card with a qualifying NAPA steering and suspension parts purchase of $250 or more. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, Geno's backs up their service with Napa's nationwide peace of mind warranty. And Geno's continues to service Larry's Automotive customers. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when you're ready. Give them a call or go online to schedule an appointment and be sure to check out all their excellent Google reviews. They're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon in Littleton. Stop in today or visit them online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Avoid the pitfalls with Kevin Flesh. Picture this. You're in court before a judge and jury trying to get the at-fault party's insurance company to cover your hospital bills, and the defense attorney pulls out your medical records. Comparing what you said to the police at the scene of your injury to what your doctor transcribed, you've contradicted yourself. You start to get nervous. You don't want to look like an idiot, but you simply don't recall what you said to the police. That was a long time ago. KLC's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, prepares you for these kinds of questions so you never need to worry about what to say. Of course, the opposition will always try to call your credibility into question. But with Kevin Flesh, you always know exactly how to respond. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Trial tested. Trial ready. Napa know how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. We're going to go right to the phones. Paul from Cheyenne. How you doing, Paul? Hey. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Thanks for holding on. All right. Hey, I just bought a 07 Kia Spectra with a 2.0 in it. And it's throwing some codes. Two of them, I'm kind of, I kind of know what they are. They're, the one code is 0038, 
It says HO2S heater control circuit high, bank one sensor two. Okay. Know anything about that? So you, got, you, have, you have an O2 sensor that's not reading bright. You said bank high, bank one. Uh, what was the description again? How it was? Uh, O2 sensor bank two high? Yeah, uh, it says HO2S. So what does that mean? Is that is that just a different name for a sensor? Yeah. Yes. A, uh, uh, O2 sensor. Yes. Yeah, the oxygen sensor. Sounds like that's what you're talking about. Okay, so what what causes that? Can Do I have to replace the, the, the Bank 2 sensor or what? I don't know if I'd replace it just yet, yeah, but I'll check things out. Yeah, yeah, you've got to do some data. You've got to look to see what's going on because sometimes you can replace that sensor and it's 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 a sensor is only a sensor. It's just telling it telling you what it's reading. So is yeah, it? This thing's only got 146,000 miles on it. So yeah. the sensor could be reading uh, uh, something wrong that's being sent to it, or the sensor itself is giving bad information. But you don't know that until you get in there with a scanner and watch it. You have to to follow what it what is it doing? Is it moving? If it's moving and, and doing the proper things, then the sensor is okay. But you got to find out why is it reading high or low, mm-hmm. and and that's what you use your scanner for. And that's where the skills come in for for diagnosis. Yes. yes. Okay. okay. That was the first. Code. That was the first code. That was thirty-eight. The other mm-hmm. one is one thirty-six. O two circuit bank one sensor two. I guess that's the same one because there's only two sensors on this: bank one and bank two. Okay. Or sensor one and sensor should, two should. Probably three, if not. Is it, is it a V6 version or a four cylinder? Four cylinder. It's, it's a, a 2.0, right? 2.0 four cylinder. Okay. So you have, so I would say three O2, three O2 sensors. There should be one after the cat, and there yeah. should be two before the cat, then on the four cylinder. What I believe. Well, honestly, so what, what's happening? And so you're reading, you're reading too much. So something's going in there. You're, you're reading too much fuel coming into the system. So that you could be having something along the lines on the on the front side where possibly a mass airflow sensor is putting in too much fuel, and that's where you need to do some diagnosing with that. Because the sensors... Uh, what's the chances of... Go ahead. I'm sorry. This, the sensors are just doing its job. They may be doing their job. And the hard part is that you do have a lot of miles on this. And, you know, it are, you know what, what is which? You know, is the is the dog wagging the tail or the tail wagging the dog is, is kind of what's happening there. You need to determine who's doing what. Okay, uh, would a cat, a, a bad cat, have anything to do with it? I mean, why would a cat go be bad, go bad at 146,000 miles? Oh, it's very possible for a cat to go very bad, you know, it, it, even less than that. But, uh, but that a cat would not make an O2 sensor a code unless it's got an air leak, you know, like if, if, if it was broken or something like that. Then that's when I've seen O2 All sensors right. come from cats. But for the most part, no. Uh, it's going to be something that's being told. The sensor is being told a, a wrong. Too much fuel is going down there for some some reason. We're not sure. And why. sometimes when a codes are set and by the O2 sensor, the O2 sensor is actually doing its job, saying, "Hey, yeah. I see something wrong here. You need to get this checked." And that's kind of what's going on. So we don't know, like Steve's <laughs> saying, you don't know until you get in there with a scanner and hook it up and watch those things work. You know, and if they're working then we know that the problem is upstream mm-hmm. and you got to find out what's going on or is it the O2 sensor itself that needs to be replaced. You don't know until you put a, a tool on it and watch it. We have to, All right. Yeah. Okay. The last code is, is known as um, 449. 
It says evaporative emission Evap- system vent control circuit intermittent. Okay. And that's a separate problem all in itself. Somewhere the uh, the uh, that needs to be diagnosed properly. Also, that's that's got some venting issues with the gas tank with the fuel tank. So they're trying to capture all those fumes or vapors from the tank and reburn them. And with newer cars, that's what we're dealing with. So we need to see what's happening there. Is it, is the solenoid not working properly? Right. Is the sensor not sensing properly? Again, we're in the same kind of thing. It's honestly you have two different problems that need to be diagnosed need to spend a little time uh and with an experienced technician especially on a kia yeah it's not all right uh it's not an easy system where is that i mean could it be a bad uh a gas cap well not venting means probably not yeah no the gas cap is probably working if it's not venting okay so all right one last question (laughs) This is a different vehicle. I've got a 99 F-150 with a R4R 70W in it, transmission. It throws a code 1247 and 1260, which points to the pressure control solenoid. And where is that exactly? I've been looking all over online, and I cannot find out. I think I know where it's at. Is, is uh is that the same thing as the electronic pressure control? We're actually Dennis is trying to look it up right now to see what if he can see it. Um, yeah, I'm not. I tell you what, I think what we should do is I'll I can take a look at it on uh, in our all data, and I can kind of leave you an, uh, an announcement on it afterwards. In a couple minutes, we can speak to it better or clearer i guess if you'd like yeah shoot me that uh you got a 99 f-150 so I'll, I'll tell you what i'll look it up and then i can tell you what those codes are you said 1247 1260 yeah they both say something uh, is wrong with a pressure control solenoid okay and i think i know where it's at i'm not sure there's i know there's like four or five of them under there and uh i'm just what it's doing when you're driving down a road It'll shift in and out of overdrive continuously. Okay. It'll go oh, okay. forward to overdrive, forward to overdrive. That's when I through the code. Okay. So what? Uh, uh, just out of curiosity, what engine are you running in that? It's an F two fifty four wheel four by four. F one fifty, isn't it? Oh, F one fifty. Yeah. Yeah, four by four. It's got the five four in it. Five four. Yeah, that's going to be underneath. It's in the pan. I mean, you got to drop the pan to get oh, to so it. Also, it's in the it's in the, it's in the it's transmission. In, it's in the transmission. Yeah. Yeah. I know I got dropped the pan, and I think it's the solenoid is right next to the gear shift selector. You got to actually take that out to pull it out if that's the solenoid. And I was just wondering if that uh, PCS is the same thing as the EPS or EPC is what it says. Yeah, I mean I, I can know. find the EPC, electronic pressure control and pressure control solenoid. I don't, I don't know if there's a difference. Yeah, I don't know either, to be honest with you. Um, yep, this is. Um, but we'd have to look it up, and and then if you keep listening, we'll we'll do that, okay? And yeah, then, I'm, and, I'm, we'll, and I'm not finding under the P codes. No, those numbers. That's why I'm having a little trouble. Um, seventeen forty-seven and seventeen sixty. I had uh, twelve forty-seven. So, so you're saying? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that's okay. I I don't know if I heard you wrong or or what. So you're saying seventeen forty-seven. Yeah, and 1760. Okay. 
Looking at a picture, it looks like it might be the same solenoid. Yeah, I kind of figured it would be. Yeah. Okay. Either way, it's going to be inside the pan, so. Yeah, EPC solenoid. Right. I see what you're talking about. And TCC yep. solenoid. Yep. Yeah, there's quite a, uh, and, and even here when I type it in all data, there's a, a pretty long flow chart that you to have follow. to go through. Yeah. Uh, as far as diagnosing several different tests. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. there's there's a pinpoint test that they're we're suggesting you go through. So it's not a, I, I it's much like the other thing where you have to do some. Uh, I can see a test for resistance for for the sensor. There's quite a few little tests in here. There's quite a. I don't know if you can see it in all data, there's quite a. It's quite a little bit of a flow chart of yeah. testing. And so sometimes when a, we have the scanner, the Ford scanner, you can go through all those and you make can, those you things work. You can actually work. perform the test. Yeah, and that's that's would be coming handy if you can find a shop that has that Ford scanner. Okay. All right. All right. I appreciate yeah. it, guys. Thank right. you very much. Thank you. All right. We got uh, two lines open, 303-477-5600. Larry's loading the call right now. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we want to talk about one of the most important systems in your vehicle, the cooling system. All winter long, your cooling system has been dependent upon to keep your engine from freezing. But now, it's about to get hot outside. Your cooling system is about to be put through the most extreme tests of the whole year, summer heat. As you drive through the mountains and city traffic of Colorado, and the summer heat grows into the 90s and 100 degree days of the long summer, the coolant in your vehicle has to work harder and harder to protect your engine from overheating. This is why for years, technicians all over the world recommended flushing your radiator system every year. Fortunately for us today, automotive coolants are better, stronger, and last longer than ever before in history. So most owners don't necessarily need to flush their radiator every year. We've experienced that at 30,000 miles, the coolant on your vehicle is in good enough shape that minimal corrosion is occurring, and we recommend a 30,000-mile coolant exchange interval for all passenger vehicles and light trucks here in Colorado. By doing this, you will protect the internal components of your vehicle cooling system expensive to replace components like water pumps and heater cores and ensure that your vehicle is running in optimal condition all summer long. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. Call Novus Auto Glass as soon as you notice a chip or crack in your windshield so they can save you more money. Novus Auto Glass wants to help you save more money by repairing chips and cracks whenever possible. With their patented glass repair technology, Novus can tackle tougher cracks than the competition. In some cases, they can repair cracks up to a foot long, but you have a much better chance at getting a repair when you act fast. Glass repair is more complicated than you think. Something as simple as going through a car wash could make your little chip or crack unfixable. No matter what sort of damage you're dealing with, though, there's never any risk with a Novus repair. Should your windshield repair fail, they will credit the cost toward a replacement. Novus works with all insurance companies, and for those without windshield coverage, Novus will give you a discounted cash price. It's simple. Novus Autoglass saves you more money. 
Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and find the windshield repair expert nearest you, Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. For those select few who still care about how the animals were raised and cared for, barbersfoods.com is perhaps the last place in Colorado you can go to buy air-chilled chicken, locally raised beef and bison, premium Duroc pork, and wild-caught salmon that are all sourced from families that they know personally. Let's face it, some things in life are gone and never likely to ever come back like houses in Denver that cost less than $100,000, or knowing your neighbor well enough to borrow a cup of sugar. But thanks to Barber's Foods, you can still know where your food comes from. Go to barbersfoods.com and click on April Specials at the top of the page to find ground beef and air-chilled chicken breast on sale. And for Mother's Day on May 9th, they have Mom's Favorite Beef Filet Tenderloins on sale. Some things are long gone, but you can still buy your meats from a local Colorado-owned family business. Barbersfoods.com, connecting you to your food since 1949. All right, we're back. And before I take Don, hang on there, Don. Before I take you, um, we had a Vic call in, and he wanted to know a Novus location. And I've got to tell you, Vic, if you're listening, just go to drive-radio.com backslash Novus, and there's a whole bunch of Novus uh, glass repair shops right there. So you can get on there right there. All right. With that, let's go to Don from Littleton. How you doing, Don? Hey, hi, Dennis. Hi, Steve. Hi, hi Les. Nice to talk with you guys. Yeah, it's great to hear your voice. How you doing? Well, I'm doing good, and nice to see you guys are chugging right along today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Trying <laughs> a few hiccups here and there, but we'll make it. <laughs> oh, you do you do very well, Steve. I just had a couple of questions for Les. Well, Les, Les had to leave us. Les left the building. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> we can answer him. Yeah. Well, he he was talking about that new uh, BG forty four K, the improved model. Yeah, right. the platinum. And, and I, yeah, and I didn't quite catch. He said even if you can't run a full can and a full tank through it right away, if you have to fill up several times after you've added that first can it's still protected or it still was yeah working. that's a that's the way he made it sound and i did not know this was something i i learned too yeah okay that, so that uh it sounded like that you know in what he was recommending like if you're going on a long trip pour it in and even halfway yeah. through your half tank there fill it back up and you still are getting the benefits of that bg stuff because he says it still stays in the tank still stays in the tank and, and, and that stuff and it's just a little well, diluted but it'll still yeah. be there so it, it's, it's not just a one and done thing yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I thought I it was a one and done thing. To be honest with you, I didn't, I did not know that myself. So. Yeah, the way he explained you know, it, it made sense. 
Yeah, that made sense. Yeah, Steve, that was the way I thought it was. If if you couldn't run it through all the way with one tank of fuel, you were kind of wasting it, you know. Yeah. If you had to refill them. It diluted it so much that it wasn't any good. But you know uh, what the the new cars, what they're doing is, you know, uh, I didn't even think about this. You know, some of it is returnless, but the tanks, the fuel's coming back to the tank. So it's, yes. some of it's getting used and some's coming back and some's being circulated. So that does kind of make sense to me now I think about it a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. But, well, uh, okay, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and put some in, even though oh, yeah. I have a puddle jumper kind of a car, but it sounds like it'll still do its thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. good stuff. You know, the other question I had for him, and this might be putting you guys at a, at a real odd situation. I got a Tacoma that has a stiff, pretty stiff manual transmission. Mm-hmm. It's okay, but it's just not much fun to, to row through the gears. It's not like, you know how it is when you have a car that the gears just go from first to second to third to fourth, just like butter. Mm-hmm. This one's not like that. It's kind of stiff. And I was talking to Chris Hammond one time. He was on your show. And he was saying, put synchro shift in it, he said. Yeah, the oh, whole thing of synchro. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, I was interested to hear that, but when I started looking at synchro shift, uh, Steve, I... It's expensive. It, 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 it was, well, <laughs> yeah, but beyond that, um, the viscosity is a whole lot different than what Toyota asks for that transition 75W90. And so I thought, I'm not sure about that. Do you want to put something that has a way different viscosity rating than, than what the manufacturer recommends? I was going to ask him about that, you know. Uh, you know, if if, uh, if I'll defer to Chris because we both know Chris very well, right? <laughs> and if yeah. Chris, yeah, Chris sure. said it, I would I believe, believe it. it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, it's a good way to put it. You know, uh, if Chris said it, I believe it. Dennis and I both yeah. served on the ASA, and and Chris was one of our our uh, uh, vendors that are on there, and he 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 is a wealth of knowledge. Not only about a BG, but about a lot of things. And so, yeah, Chris is Chris is the man. He knew his stuff. <laughs> he knows yeah. his yeah. he knows his stuff. So, yeah. yes. I, I know it's expensive, the, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I've tr- I've tried a variety of different manual transmission fluids, mm-hmm. seeing if I could find a magic potion. I I tried uh, Mobile has a full synthetic mm-hmm. uh, GL5, and I tried that, and then I tried BMW has a GL4 that's a 75W90. And I tried that. I thought, well, maybe that's the secret. No, it was about the same. And I. I've uh, tried putting BG uh, multi-gear concentrate, adding sure, that sure. in it, yeah. and it nothing has really made it fun or easy, smooth and easy to shift. But the, it seems to me that I went on BG's site this morning to, to, so I could be educated when I talk with you guys. But they don't mention the viscosity on that synchro shift too. But it seemed to me it was like pretty it was thin. like eighty W and one forty. I thought, but could, I could be wrong. Could be. I could be wrong on that. Okay. But it was way off. It was way different than 75W90, and so I I kind of thought, well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Can you maybe give yeah, Steve absolutely. a call? Steve can look into that for you, absolutely. and then you can call him this yeah. next week. I, I'll talk to Les. I'll leave. Well, I'm sure Les, Les, is, Les is my guy that comes by me, so uh, so it would it wouldn't be a uh, uh, he come. I see him every other week, so I, I'm not a big deal for me to talk to him about it. And, uh, okay, and I'll, see I'll, if they have an idea. I'll I'll uh, I'll call you next week and uh, yeah and and fill you in. I'll try to find out what the viscosity of that synchro shift was, but okay. so at least we uh, we can talk about it like we know something, you know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks an awful lot. It's always a pleasure talking with you guys. Nice oh, talking to you. Thanks for calling in, Don. Always Thank you. Great to hear from you. All right, with that we got three lines open. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. You were going to say something? No. No. Oh, okay. Well, well, you could. I could. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yes, it's always nice to have the sponsors on, like Les and yeah, and and, uh, and BG and Ken's and Leslie. It's it, it's good to for them to to talk their products. We can talk about it, but they have such a vast knowledge of what their products fit and where they go and 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 how they work. It's it, it's it's harder for me to explain it in in uh, in detail like they can. Right. It's very 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 nice. Okay, Larry's handing me something. Uh, Solution BG Synchro Shift, full synthetic gear lube is specially formulated manual transmissions transaxles. Um, it's a seventy-five eighty viscosity. Seventy-five eighty, interesting. Yeah, so, so it's a little bit lighter than yeah. than the ninety, so it doesn't get as heavy. Yeah, so I'm you know that that makes sense. And it depends but, what's in it too. It'd be nice to know yeah. what's in it a yeah. little bit. But, yeah. uh, I, I've not heard that about Toyotas. I was going to ask that. Have you noticed that with Toyotas where they've been a little difficult to, to run through the gears? I don't not, drive a lot of them. No, so no, no. I drive them. Yeah. Okay. But I do know that um, we had some Nissans that had some trouble, and we would put some additives in and to make them shift. And, okay. And putting those additives in help a lot. Help yeah. a lot. I was yeah. going to ask Don about the clutch, if the clutch was working normally and stuff. But yeah. sometimes it's just that. You know, and the way he's describing it, it's more the the shifter itself is pulling just, back and forth. Is getting and sometimes you don't even have to push the clutch in; you can feel them. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's a yeah. Uh, and they just they're a little rougher design. Right, right. Um, and I know GM had some situations with that, and you had to use the GM synchro mesh. Okay. Yeah, and that's the synchro mesh in back in the day. <laughs> yeah, do you remember? Hearing but that? you know what? Uh, you know, I have to say, how many cars are being built with clutches in manual Nails. transmission? Yeah. The percentage is, is small. Must be five or ten yeah, percent of the very car. much. Um, so it's not a common thing. And yeah. you know that the days of teaching our kids to drive a clutch are. Pretty, kind of neither one of my daughters know how. Oh, my <laughs> I kids never taught know. either one. Oh really? My yeah. kids. I taught them on clutches. Did you? Oh yeah. Well, I had. They had to learn. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I picked my battles. Yeah. <laughs> how often do you drive a clutch right now? Do you have anything that's clutched? No. As a manual transmission? No. I drive a tractor. I guess a so. tractor. Uh, they're just not not the thing anymore. Yeah. No, then uh, um, they're fun. They you know, were fun it, to drive. Yeah, you know, and I have to say, John and I, we mentioned this on the show too about uh, whether you're driving the car or you're steering the car. Yeah, and the days of of us driving really are not there anymore. Any, yeah, it's, it's steering. We're, we're just steering them. Yeah. You Especially know, when you get on the highway and you're cruising, you just yeah, steer you know, the you, car. You know, you put cruise on and you just. You yeah. remember, remember downshifting coming up to lights. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All those things. That was you fun. Know, you know, yeah. we never did mention a question of the day. We didn't. <laughs> and we got started into this. Uh, I guess the the topic was BG yeah. fluids of the day. But uh, we had a couple of them. I don't know if you want to try to throw one out. or Yeah, throw one out. Throw, throw one what, out? What do you got? Well, we talked a little bit about the uh, – well, I mentioned the favorite color. Okay. Well, we haven't done that for a while. Yeah. And we might say that. What was the other thing that uh, – oh, the hood, hood ornaments. ornaments. Hood ornaments. Yeah. What is your – what is your favorite hood ornament? And do you even see one on a car anymore? Yeah. So there's your question of the day. So give us a call with that. we got two lines open, 303-477-5600. And uh, we'll take a break while Larry's loading that phone. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. 
No one likes to be that person. You know the one stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard to find part for an out of the ordinary car can be quite a time consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. All right, we're back. You'd listen to Drive Radio, KLZ 560. We did have Les with BG on, or Kinson Leslie, who sells BG products, BG and products. Um, he had to leave. And uh, we appreciated that he came on board. And mm-hmm. Steve and I are still here, so we're ready to take your calls. We've got two lines open, 303-477-5600. And we're going to go to Joe from Littleton. How you doing, Joe? Uh, I'm doing good, thank you. Uh, good show. Uh, I have a little problem with the lifters in my car, I uh, uh, start hearing a little noise uh, from the lifters, mm-hmm. uh, I've been told. So I'm wondering if there's anything I can do for time being. Okay. Uh, till I get... Thank you. So what kind of car is it? It's a uh, 01 RAV4. Oh, 01 RAV, Toyota RAV4? Yeah. Okay. And uh, what kind of... Sh- uh, is so it in is the it, morning? Or yeah, that's it, what... It, yeah. yeah, is it in the morning or after you've been driving for a while that you hear the noise? Actually, when it's cold, you, it's a little bit loud, and then when it gets warm, it's uh, quiet down. Okay. Uh, but the noise is there. It doesn't go away. You still hear a little bit. Yeah. Um, actually, it was, it's a great thing for the EPR, what Les was talking about earlier. Start... You know, do an oil change with the EPR, see if we can clean out some of that stuff and uh, come back with uh, the MOA when we're done. That would be a, a, a good, good starter. Start. Yeah. yeah. And that might take care of a lot of it. I don't know. Uh, a little bit depends on how long it's been doing it mm-hmm. and how many miles, those kind of things. But those are, those are that's a fairly inexpensive thing to do, and it would help tremendously, barring there's no other issues like timing chains or something like that. Because sometimes a timing chain can make a similar noise. So we yeah. want to be oh, careful. I- Oh, I see. So we gotta be yeah, careful, okay. but uh, I mean, that would be honestly. That's what if if I had that car, I would try try that first and see what see how far I get with that, and then then go from there. And, and Joe, you're in Littleton, right? Uh, correct. Yeah, because Steve, why don't you give me your address? Sure. And, yeah, yeah I can I can help you with that too. I, I'm at uh, 3593 West Bowles in Littleton, so I'm just a little west of uh, Santa Fe or Federal. 
on bulls. I'm more than happy. Uh, to 35, 3593 Three. bulls. Yep. Okay, great. Sure. Right. Uh, I'll stop by. Sure. And uh, have you listen to it? Yeah. No, that'd be great. Uh, yeah. Love It'll to help be sometime in the middle or late uh, in the week. Okay. Sounds great. I uh, love it. So it was 35. 93. 93. Yep. Great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Thank you, Joe. With that, we got two lines open, 303-477-5600. Jerry from Greeley. How you doing, Jerry? Good. I um, One time I had to remove pretty much the whole dash out of an 01 Cherokee to replace the AC evaporator. Mm. And as part of that, I had to remove the uh, driver's side airbag. And that all went pretty smoothly. But that's that's the extent of my experience with airbags. So now a friend of mine had a fender bender with a uh, 08 Optima, set off both airbags and some minor body damage. Uh, but I was wondering, is, is the replacement of airbags once they've blown, is that beyond the scope of the, the backyard mechanic? Is there some special tools or scanners or anything involved in that? Yes, I think so. Uh, yeah. Depending on situations, but yeah, because uh, you got the sensors in the front or wherever they went off, you got to check those. Yes, and you might have to replace those. Okay, and you'll need to have a scanner to tell you if they're reading properly, or if you're getting any codes after you've put the bags in, or before you put the bags in. Yeah, so yeah, because yeah, you don't want the bag scan. to set off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it, it's pretty rare. But it's still, yeah. <laughs> but you don't want to. Yeah, but uh, yes, yeah, so I. I I, I with the I think you need a good scanner to know what things are going on and what things have been set because each manufacturer may have different things that they want replaced when they do that. They may be a sensor that needs to be replaced once they've once that sensor is sensed to crash. Then maybe it's not usable anymore. Right. As a general rule, then would that be work for a body body shop more than a, a general mechanic shop? I agree with that. Yeah. I, I mean, I that. think something I can handle, but I would say that they're more experienced. Yeah, uh, uh, a body shop would be more experienced at that. Just to be honest, you know, I'd rather be honest about it. Okay, so so for example, your shop could do it, but mm -hmm. but but they would do it more often. And, yes, uh, they would do it more often. They they would be dealing with you know they might know the specifics of that vehicle, saying hey yeah every key I have to replace this. Yeah, um, it might be. Yeah, so and and I'm just being honest. It's, uh, yeah, that's we don't, true. We don't do a lot of airbags to be honest yeah. with actual physical airbags. Yeah. We do a lot of things that tell the airbags to work. On our end, but the body shops are getting it after the crash. Yeah, we get it when the lights on, saying there's yeah. something wrong with the bat the airbag system. Yeah, know. seat belt, seat belt, or, or clock safety, spring, things yeah. like that. But something like that we deal with. But most of the time, like like he's saying, like Steve's saying, is when they get in accidents, these guys know what parts they have to replace. If they're going to replace the airbag, they go, "Well, I got to replace this sensor because that's what you know." The, Kia the, says to replace this. Ford says to do this. Chevy says to do that. Nissan says to do this. So probably be foolhardy for me to try to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, it makes us nervous doing them. Yes. So. How's <laughs> we're, that we're, we're both kind of sitting here wiggling in our chairs like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> airbags scare us, not, you know. <laughs> yeah, not very comfortable with that. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just a, 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 a fear. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Sir. gentlemen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You bet. Thanks for, thanks for calling in. 303-477-5600 is our number. We got three lines open. Love to hear from you. Um, you know, airbags, man. I mean, you know what we used to do before we send them to the crusher. 
after you know because i had the tow company oh okay and when they were you know if the airbag didn't set off i'd let the guys take an airbag out and set oh it let off. it set off and see what yeah and it, they are loud when they go off oh and they they can yeah they're spooky uh not <laughs> i have not been in, in an accident where an airbag is deployed or anything yeah. and, and i can only imagine well what happens is a lot be. of things happen when an airbag goes off um first of all it will depressurize the cabin it'll crack the windshield sure a lot of times to let the air out and they also uh when they say when they go off they have powder all over them that's talcum powder so they mm. don't bur- or cornstarch okay so, so you don't burn okay and, and the airbag has to come out and then the other thing is is um you never hear it really they say you never hear it about everybody that's been in a wreck when we talked to them they didn't hear it go off really they just look down in the bags on them really so that big bang it's, that i would i would assume that would scare the heck out yeah. of you Huh. Yeah. All right, Jim from Longmont, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. I've got a 2001 Escalade, and I uh, I just ran a compression chest on. I mean, I took it to the dealer, and he gave me. The, I'm I'm sorry, I don't want to be repetitive. With that's right. You had a BG, you had a BG guy on, and they gave me the fuel four four forty four K. Is it? Yes. And he says, well, maybe it'll clean the carbon out. Okay. Maybe. And I'm wondering if I should. Did you say RC on the oil treatment? Um, yes, it's uh, BG109. It's a uh, uh, it's a flush. I forgot what we were calling it earlier. Sorry. Uh, we don't buy its part in, number. In other words, do, do, do an additive in the oil as well to clean this up. Yes. Here's the thing. You, uh, let me get something else. This thing is all highway miles. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy said, you, you need a new head or a, uh, you know, a new head or a uh, new engine. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that's a dealer, you know. Yeah. And so what's what's actually, what's the problem? Is it low compression? Yeah. Um, it, it said it's only, it's missing. I can't, uh, I put some, I, 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 we plugged in our test machine that said the same thing. The third cylinder is missing a bit. You got a little bit of miss on the third cylinder. Okay. And obviously they, they've checked all the other stuff, so they're saying low compression. And by low compression, what, what is the number, if you know it? I'm just curious. Oh, uh, damn, I don't know. Okay. Um, no, it's okay. I, you know, this would be a better uh, way to start. I would do this before I, I the, put a motor did, in. Yeah, do the EPR. Yeah. Do, do the uh, 109, the EPR, and, and try it. It's not expensive. I mean, it's basically an oil change with some additive. Is that the cleaner? Yeah, and then maybe that might loosen up whatever rings that because yeah. we don't know why okay. we have low compression without doing a well, leak down I gotta, test. I got to give I got to give you some more facts. I, okay, I've got I've got over three hundred thousand miles. Sure. Okay, which is okay, but it it runs like yeah, it runs because it's most I say two hundred is highway mileage. Yeah, yeah, you know seventy eighty miles. I mean it's a it's a six point oh. Is that right? Yeah, the six yeah. oh. That's what they put in the Escalades. Yeah, they were yeah. a little little beefier, a little more powerful yeah it's a yeah the thing it's a great uh, i mean the thing goes down the road great and i was just about to uh do some more do you know i was about to put some other things on it because mm-hmm. it i guess we should just run it and try these additives i i don't I think i don't think it hurts anything yeah you know i mean it, you know if you're doing it yourself you're you're in for less than a hundred dollars probably you know eighty dollars with the additives and the oil and everything and yeah. uh, and you know if it comes back, it comes eight, back. I bought eight cans. Yeah, 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 yeah. If if it cleans up, we'll know. 
Yeah, but I don't think the 44K is going to help you with compression. No. Obviously, it's 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 more the EPR and the MOA. Yes. If you're following. The BG-109? Yeah, is it B? Yeah, the BG-109 is is that. will help loosen up the rings. Now, if we're losing compression because of valves, that's a whole other story. So we'll have to, you'd have to address that with a, a valve job or something like that. But uh, Okay. But, you know, if it's is it because it's just a little old and a little tired, I, I would definitely try it. And if, you know, at the worst, you're going to have to put an engine in it and go from there. Or maybe, just, it's uh, maybe, just, maybe just ahead. Yeah, no, thank you guys very much. Sure. You Good bet. Good job. All right. Thank All you. Right. Great, Appreciate great it. show. Thanks. Thanks. See ya. Thanks. And he's at that point. Yeah. You know, with 300000 And I'm really pretty nice, you know, Cadillac Escalade. Yeah. You say it was 2010? 2001. Oh, 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Still, and you know, it's hard to replace. But no. uh, and you know, do you, do you put an engine in at it? You know, at three hundred thousand or keep it? Yeah, that's you know, it's a tough one. Yeah, depends on a lot of the other vehicle. Sure. I mean, what's it look like? Does it have rust? Yeah. You know, are things <laughs> getting wore out? You know, is it time for a lot of suspension work, transmission? You know, there's so much more you have to look at when you start to do something like that. You know, now some of those Escalades had that. Uh, Suspension with the special shocks with the yeah. air and oh, yeah. that added a whole other <laughs> realm yeah. of things. Yeah, like so you you just need to make those decisions, and those aren't decisions we make for each other or for our customers. We no, 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 we try them. try we to give them options. Stay as impartial as we can, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and give them and, options. and give them guidance. Yeah. I think guidance is you know this is things we know, and uh, when we have especially when you have a vehicle like this, you know that's the 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 next thing that's done is uh, in our shop we always try to do a good general inspection so what else is wrong with this car right so we'd, we'd hate to put an an engine in and find out you need brakes and right. and a transmission as best we can you know yeah. front end work and we try to give them at that you know a whole picture of what their vehicle is what shape the vehicle is in right so they can make a good informed decision yeah. you know about what needs to be done and that that's helpful because then they can say okay this is what I'm going to have to go yeah. They don't have to. It's kind of like we were talking about earlier on the other show. Mm-hmm. We don't want to take the wall off and find out you got a water leak. Yes, you know. So, so, so yeah, it, uh, uh, yeah. It's there's huge. nothing worse than you know putting an engine in and finding out you need a transmission yeah. two or three months later. And you know those things. Some things we can't tell, but yeah. you know we want or a transfer case or a differential yeah. or anything yeah. like that. And, yeah. you, and we know how some of these trucks can their, their front ends can be pretty uh, beat up and damaged. Any ball joints, tire ends, and all that's that. That's what you know? people seem to <laughs> slip on a lot is the ball joints. And I think it's because you're driving the you're driving the vehicle, and as the more you drive it, it starts wearing out. You don't recognize sure. it as much because it's a slow, slow. Like shocks and struts, too. Yeah. Same, same thing. They you don't realize. Go. And once you've changed them, I mean, you, oh, I'm driving a different vehicle now. It's like a brand <laughs> feels, new vehicle. It feels so much better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We have three lines open, 303-477-5600. We're going to go to a break, and we'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.